Hello and welcome to the Digital Insight, the technology, procurement and supply chain podcast that delivers valuable C-level perspective into the core issues surrounding business transformation and digital disruption. Each episode will bring you the most inspiring executive insights from those who are leading transformation strategies within the world's biggest and best-known companies. The Digital Insight. Disrupt. Transform. Evolve. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Insight Bite Size, where today I'm asking why fast and reliable supplier data is mattering now, arguably more than ever before. Earlier this year, Jagger, the leading independent spend management company, and Tealbook, the trusted source of supplier data, entered into an exciting new partnership to provide enriched supplier data for Jagger customers through access to Tealbook's supplier intelligence platform. So who better to join me today to discuss supplier data than Stephanie Lapierre, CEO of Tealbook, and Jim Bureau, CEO of Jagger. So first question then is why is this new partnership between the two significant to the broader conversation surrounding supplier data? If you ask anyone if um, data is important, everyone in procurement would say absolutely. Uh, if you ask anyone how they feel about their data, they usually laugh or smile, uh, mostly because data has been really difficult to harness. Um, data lives across systems, across people. And the only real way that our customers could um, synchronize data in the past have been through pretty heavy infrastructure around integration services, people, and a very high dependency on suppliers to come to a portals. And typically that results in multiple portals because the enterprise has more than one system. Um, and so, you know, the, 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 the lack of opportunity to have a unified view of all the suppliers that you do business with uh, really prevents from being able to capture the type of information that you need on the suppliers that you already have under contract and be able to leverage them more effectively, let alone be able to find suppliers also in the world that could ensure business continuity or shift production or increase competitiveness and meet other requirements. Um, I think we've we've heard before, I mean, before COVID, you had this shift around, you know, I'm building, I'm buying systems, I want to be more intelligent. Data externally, data internally is quite difficult to have governance and have high quality and trust, um, knowing it's foundational. But what we've seen with COVID is the urgency in having that kind of visibility, able to tap into your existing supplier base at the speed that the organization needs it to leverage those existing relationships uh, at a deeper level beyond just spend, but really fully optimize, uh, as well as be able to know in the market really quickly suppliers that uh, are able to help you achieve, you know, whatever goals may be. And there's a lot of examples. I think we'll talk about COVID specifically, uh, but well beyond COVID, there's a there's a real need for diversification, uh, for reshoring, for innovation, for competitiveness, uh, and the list goes on. And so if you don't have access in real time fast enough to trusted information, it's much harder to uh, be able to really impact and drive the value uh, to the procurement function or to the organization. Yeah. So, you know, I, your original question was why now um, as opposed to previously, I, I would say this is, is it's always been an issue. It's not that it ever hasn't been an issue. Um, you know, and I think that the, there, there are 
two material dynamics that I think happened this year um, that have raised the level of awareness. Clearly one was COVID, right? Which requires a set of nimbleness um, and insight and transparency to suppliers across the globe in terms of, you know, supply and uh, certifications and quality. Um, you know, people were, were needing um, healthcare uh, products, but, you know, then come to find out quality wasn't there on some of them. And so how do you address that proactively? Um, combine that with um, the Black Lives Matter movement that has also occurred this year has just compounded uh, I, I think that the sense of awareness. So I, I would say the two of those together have uh, raised it a, a sense of urgency um, to actually do something about it um, and, and, and created a, a real initiatives. It's interesting if you look at this topic from, uh, from the uh, B2B community right now, it's within the top three of everything that people want to address. Data and access to supplier information is not exactly a new challenge. But in a pre-pandemic world, what were the conversations surrounding that data like? What levels of maturity were we seeing when it came to access and analytics surrounding supplier information? I mean, we, you know, we successfully raised capital last year before COVID, so there was definitely some validation point um, that data was more critical, increasingly more critical, um, especially as the enterprise add more digital solutions and they're trying to get more efficiencies and capitalize on their investment in technology and the supply base. Um, and we were seeing a lot of you know, failures or friction in the digital transformation itself. And so all the trends were there, but when COVID happened, I think it just really highlighted that even though millions of dollars of investment had been poured in systems, that ultimately the speed and the access to that information to be able to respond to market changes and the demands of the business wasn't there. And so that's what we saw, you know, supply chain in the headlines a year ago, if you talk supply chain data, but now everyone, everyone understand what that means because, you know, it's been in the media and to me, it's because it's failed, frankly, it may have had some you know, some some um, plans in terms of recovery or, you know, some some um, uh, contingency planning, but there's no solution to be able to react on it, then it's just a plan. Uh, and we saw companies for the first three months, it was just really reacting to the crisis and, and ensuring that they're responding and accessing what they needed. It could have been as simple as just PPEs that, you know, to keep their employees safe, but get them that they meet the requirements, get them ahead of everyone. And to, again, to talk about scale, we helped the UK government. Uh, they were the headlines. Um, you know, we, we heard a lot of empty planes coming back from different places or having PPEs that did not meet requirements. And so they were looking at a way to find manufacturers of PPE that had history and that were ISO certified outside of China. And through our partnership with Accenture at the time, we're able to uh, get them onboarded within 72 hours, access to 60,000 manufacturers that had history of PPE segmented by region, segmented by type of PPE with the ISO certification to increase the level of trust with the contact information so that ultimately the government could react. And that's something that Sure, you could hire people to find the information, uh, but at the speed and be able to access it uh, in that time frame, that's possible because of the type of computing that exists in our heavy investment in machine learning for the past four years. 
So, you know, it's interesting when you look back at, at, at I guess, I guess it's been a year ago now, um, you know, at this point a year ago, everybody had this as a, as a nice to have, not a have to have. And what was missing was the why, right? Yes, I know I need to do this, but why? And what it highlighted just in spades is the why, right? And so, you know, I distinctly remember uh, this time back in April of last year, you know, we would have um, customers who had supplier catalogs with PPE equipment and, and so forth, but they were very specific to them, right? And all of a sudden they were gone and they were out of supply. And, you know, we would literally get calls and say, hey, you guys have a, you know, 5 million suppliers on your network. Um, we need access to suppliers beyond the ones that we've already got contracted for. Who else can we go to? Right. And so, you know, I guess the good news is, is, you know, instantaneously, you know, we're able to, to identify and open up the network to say, okay, well, we can't take shipments from these locations because they're, either like literally that you can't get supply out of the regions, out of the ports, um, or uh, as Stephanie just said, right, uh, I, I've got um, supplies that don't meet certain uh, quality standards and aren't really an option anyway, so help me out. And so we were able to go in and, and literally, I, mean, I remember getting calls from hospitals and, and uh, governments at, at that time um, going through and what it defined is the why, right? Okay. Now I understand I'm connecting the dots. Do I really want to wait for the next why in order to put these pieces together? Um, and, and so, you know, where we're really starting to see a shift in the dynamic, um, and same holds true, by the way, I think to the, um, supplier diversity as well, you know, by, by definition, I mean, you've got a diverse supplier base, um, you're going to get a mix of, of whether it's geographies or nationalities or what have you. And I, just like anything, right, the, the, the more diverse you are in terms of how you're supplying uh, goods and services, the, the more you're going to reduce your overall risks. The COVID-19 pandemic has undoubtedly transformed the way that we as procurement professionals think about supplier data and how we access it, understand it, and use it to make informed decisions. As Stephanie and Jim have touched upon though, this isn't exactly a new challenge. We've all had our previous ways of approaching data and working with it prior to the last 12 months. Sure, the changes we've seen, be them changes in perception or changes in focus, have accelerated our supplier data approach and our data-driven transformations. But as we begin to emerge out of a pre-pandemic world, Will we suddenly see old habits sneak back in? I had a slide on a deck that said who, and I'm sure that's been distributed too, but the who's driven your digital transformation, the CFO, the CEO, or COVID. And I think um, it's more true than ever that COVID's driven, I, sh I should say accelerated the digital transformation. Um, I think when you have time in a digital transformation to put the plan together and, and discuss the plan and decide on the roadmap, but this really accelerate the speed um, and, and also looking for solutions uh, to be able to do this faster, easier, drive better change, have better outcome. And so uh, I think we swung really far on the risk side. I think there's going to be a, a place where it's going to recalibre somewhat in the future, but uh, having visibility, having access to uh, 
your suppliers and the suppliers that you don't know about that you should know about. And, and to me, that also is an element of mitigating your risk, because if you have full visibility across the entire supplier base, that's where you can um, you can see where risk happened. And risk happens usually not in your top suppliers. It happens in your tail end. It happens with your supplier's suppliers. And so having that visibility is so critical in today's market that I don't see that going backwards. I think this is incredibly exciting actually for the function and for the industry. Yeah, so I'll give you an analogy. Unfortunately, I've been doing this for a long time. I've got a, it probably shows in my age here, but uh, early in my career, I spent a lot of time in healthcare. And in healthcare, I remember distinctly, there was a point in time where you were trying to convince people that, hey, it's a good idea to have electronic medical records, right? And at the time it was like, hey, you know, this paper works, it's not broken, uh, don't really need it. Fast forward 30 years, the thought of someone actually going back to paper to do that type of work is crazy, right? And I think what you're going to see is a similar process here, right? Now that, that okay, there's a, been a forcing mechanism to expose um, the, while the other system, it worked, it wasn't the best, um, but what it did is exposed all your vulnerabilities. And, and I will be surprised if it actually goes backwards um, because I, I think that, that people are seeing the efficiencies um, out of what's out there available. And, and unfortunately, I, I think that it just took a, uh, uh, a bit of a, a, um, an anomaly to, uh, to expose it. So the conversation surrounding supplier data is, and perhaps always has been, in full flow. But we want to hear from you. Do you think that quicker and better access to quality supplier data matters now more than ever before? Let us know in the comments below. Thank you for listening to the Digital Insight Podcast in association with the interface.net and cpostrategy.com. The Digital Insight is brought to you by B2E Media Limited. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review. And don't forget to check out our podcast archive at www.b2e-media.com forward slash the digital insight.